0: I'm Maria Hinojosa, and next time on Latino USA, we're joined by Gina Rodriguez, the award-winning actress and star of the show, Jane the Virgin. She talks to us about how growing up in a Puerto Rican family in Chicago made her the performer she is today. And she talks about new projects like her upcoming film, Miss Bala. That's next time on Latino USA. It's
1: All Songs Considered. I'm Bob Boylan. I'm here with Robin Hilton. Hello. Robin, you sound a little different.
2: I'm just, just speaking in my upper register today, Bob.
1: <laughs> it must be that cold. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Marissa LaRusso, welcome.
2: Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here and to not be Robin Hilton today.
1: He's fixing his cold. That's fair. For those who don't know Marissa, well, we'll get into this later, but um, works on our tiny desk contest. I do. And uh, she's been with us a couple of years and does a lot of writing on our site Mm -hmm. and you may have heard it on the show before
2: and I work on turning the tables which is a series that NPR music does about um thinking about the popular music canon especially the place of women in the popular music canon I love that project a lot
1: and one of the uh women who have been so prevalent in the past few years is Phoebe Bridgers who's been connected with these incredible projects well her own record Mm -hmm, right
2: which is beautiful
1: yep and then boy genius which is a project of lucy dacus and and a project of julian baker and now this surprise record came out like uh, not even a week ago now an album between her and Connor Oberst.
2: She must be a woman who is extremely good at keeping secrets because keeping the Boy Genius record a secret and then keeping this collaboration with Connor Oberst a secret, I wouldn't be able to do it.
1: Have <laughs> you spent time with this record yet?
2: Not as much as I would like to, but I listened a couple times and it's beautiful.
1: It really, really is. They they complement each other so perfectly. I want to play a song called Dylan Thomas and kick off our show from an album that came out out of nowhere. <laughs> And the name of their project is called the Better Oblivion Community Center. And here's uh, Dylan Thomas.
3: is all around me.
1: I'm not going to lie, I played this over and over over the weekend. <laughs>
2: I love it. Their voices are so perfect together.
1: Isn't it great? You know, oftentimes you can feel in 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 duos, you can sometimes feel one artist pulling them either slowing them down cuz they can't keep up but their styles are not the same Where there's a tension that doesn't always work mm-hmm. this works I mean just flat out uh, works Phoebe Bridgers and Connor Oberst
2: yeah I feel too like I'm sure Phoebe Phoebe's at the exact age where I could imagine that she probably grew up listening to Bright Eyes records.
1: she did play Bright Eyes record right? I mean she learned some bright Eyes songs as a guitar player when she was younger.
2: So clearly she's learning from Connor Oberst in this songwriting, but it kind of feels like she's having a pretty direct influence on him on the record, too, which I love.
1: Yeah, yeah. Th- it's a real I give and take. Perfectly worded. There's one line in the song about the uh, the ghost is just a kid in a sheet, which Phoebe Bridger's cover art for right. her album is this kid like, in a white sheet. Like I mean, a, a photograph yeah, with same, like right.
2: a, a sheet drawn over
3: That's the child. Her. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, a lot of great wordplay. That song is called Dylan Thomas, Better Oblivion Community Center. <laughs> is a project, and uh, it came out uh, last Thursday, and I'm in love. Beautiful. What do you have?
2: So I know that you, Bob, are a fan of the band Bellows. Indeed. I, too, am a fan of the band Bellows. And they have a new record coming out in February on Top Shelf Records. The record is called The Rose Gardener. All the songs written by the Bellows front person, Oliver Kalb. Um, but there's contributions from folks from Florist, from Gabrielle Smith, from Gabby's World, um, from Felix Walworth, who does a bunch of different bands, including Told Slant. Um, so I thought I would play you the title track, The rose gardener. So that's The Rose Gardener. I like that. The title track from the record and um, the the lyrics of the song are a story of a gardener who's trying to keep a bed of roses alive in the dead of winter, which is um, certainly relatable in this current temperature. But Oliver said that the song...
1: You mean in our climate at, uh, at large. Right. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean you, more you just talking... the
2: fact that it's the dead of winter right now. And, and I was
1: saying climate, the bad word choice there I was thinking climate (laughs) as in in the world we live in
2: so it's true what you're getting to is the larger point Bob. (laughs) (laughs) Um, because Oliver said he was thinking a lot about making art right now when he was writing this record and he says that this idea of a gardener keeping a bed of roses alive in the dead of winter is a recurring metaphor on the album about the futility of art making and about trying to care for something that's doomed to fail Sometimes slogging along in the brutal music industry can feel that way. But The Rose Gardener is ultimately a hopeful song. Despite the cruelty and indifference of real life, the gardener keeps moving forward and tends the roses, even though he knows it's probably a ridiculous and futile task. Hmm. Is that uplifting?
1: It's thoughtful. I mean, I, it, it can really feel, feel frustrating to make art in, in times where you don't feel like you're making a change or making a dent or doing anything. It's... But I love the image of the Rose Gardener continuing and I, yeah, I'm continue. holding on to that. I think he did good.
2: Yeah, me too.
1: <laughs> I just saw Oliver Calb uh, as a keyboardist in Gabby's world, which is uh, Gabrielle Smith is on this record right right and uh, and they worked together for so long and Eskimo was the project right. Gabby's world oh is there were a bunch of name changes so Eskimo, oh, Gabby's world pretty much all the same. Project.
2: Right, same group of people. Same group of people. I actually ran into Oliver and Gabby on the street in New York. <laughs> um, Wait a minute,
1: there are 8 million people in New York. How does that happen? You're telling
2: me. I was waiting for pizza, and they were on the way to a Sandy Alex G show. Do you know Alex G? <laughs> yeah, sure. So I was also, after I got my pizza on the way to that show, because the opener for that show was Duster. Are you a fan of Duster?
1: I don't know Duster.
2: Oh, my gosh. Okay, so.
1: Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I get to know something new.
2: So they put out a couple records in the like late 90s, early 2000s. I think like maybe two albums in an EP rock band. They kind of make this big, slow, spacious. I described it as um, feeling like you're stoned on the moon when you listen to this band.
1: I like this band.
2: Yeah. So they put out a couple records. I think they were... Weren't you
1: just getting pizza?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So they
2: put out a couple records and then I think they were pretty well received and then they stopped making music. And in the interim, a lot of people like me and I think maybe other people my age really got into what they did with lo-fi sound and kind of this like slow, fuzzy, feelingsy kind of music that they make. And now they're coming back. They played that show in New York, opening for Alex G. They played a couple other shows in New York. Now they're playing on the West Coast. And Numero Group announced that they are releasing Duster's entire catalog and a bunch of unreleased tracks and demos. I'm very excited about it. And when they made that announcement, they released a song called What You're Doing to Me. And I would love to listen to that now.
3: Great.
1: I like that sound so much. I was trying to sort it out because it's—I this song is not new, right? They're together again, but this isn't one of those songs,
2: right? This is a previously unreleased track from back in the old days. Though I do think they're going to have new music because when I saw them at that reunion show in New York, they were playing some new songs.
1: There was a sense of when I was listening to it. This is the geek in me that felt very much like they're using. They recorded this what in roughly the turn of the century, this turn of this century. the turn of this century, (laughs) exactly, yeah. (laughs) They recorded back in the turn of the century, and now they're (laughs) together again.
2: (laughs) Bringing you some very archival material, Bob. (laughs)
1: But it sounded sounded as if they were using technology that was even 10 or 15 years previous to that. I I might be wrong, but that's the sense I get. And so it makes me wonder, like, what they will sound like today. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, there's one thing to get back together with friends, it's another thing to have the adventure and explore the new technologies of the day because they didn't stop playing right? right. They, didn't, they stopped playing together as this project but I'm sure they're all in a different worlds and different kinds of means of technology.
2: Totally and I'm curious kind of what their approach to recording would be like now because it very much like when I was at these shows in New York it felt like everyone in the crowd had this idea of duster this amazing influential band and the guys in the band were like oh these are my friends and we used to be in a rock band together and now we're <laughs> doing this thing again and so I don't know if they would approach recording new music as like you know this adventure into like new technology and like a yeah, big fancy shiny thing so I guess we'll see but I'm content to have these old records for the meantime
1: well when the new one comes out bring it to the show we'll all listen to
2: I will do my best.
1: And uh, we'll take a quick break and come right back. And uh, hmm, I got I got a surprise for you. Okay, (laughs) And you're listening to All Songs Considered from NPR Music. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Hinge. Hinge is the dating app that's designed to be deleted. It's for people who want to get off dating apps. Show off your personality with icebreaker prompts and see who likes you so you can easily start a conversation. On Hinge, three out of four first dates lead to second dates, and they're the number one dating app mentioned in the New York Times wedding section. Download Hinge in the Apple Store or Google Play. I'm Bob Boylan with All Songs Considered. I'm here with Marissa LaRusso. Does this bring any bells?
2: It's sounding slightly familiar. Where do I know this from?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, you spent a good chunk of your time looking at the 7,000 or whatever videos we get of Tiny Desk Contest entrance. I do. Hint. And this is a this is someone you won't remember. I mean, it's hard to remember all the names, no matter how good they are, right? This is and this was a good one. Uh, mm-hmm. This was Jackie Mendoza.
2: I remember Jackie Mendoza.
1: Well, remember her even more if that makes any sense, because <laughs> that's all I. Uh, she here she's playing a, a, a little tiny um, guitar. She's doing all this stuff by herself. She entered the contest, and the other day I got some, uh, a submission uh, from uh, from a publicist. Of this song, which is called "De Lejos," Let's see if I can. just. But a completely new and redone version, and
2: so the same song from the Tiny Desk Contest entry video. Wow, that's yeah, so exciting! It is really
1: cool. I, like I listened to, it, I thought, I know this, but I don't know this, and you'll hear why uh, when I play uh, this from Jackie Mendoza.
0: 'Cause
1: That was mighty cool right
2: that was so cool and it was so different than her the way that her entry video sounded what an what an interesting producer
1: she uh she talks about this uh, in a note i got she said um not only is a song about a long distance relationship and begins and talks about uh, her girlfriend and missing her and beautiful lines like your body is the best best vacation and just talking about long distance relationship but she goes on to tell me about how she went through this interesting writing process. She said I wrote this as a ukulele synth pop tune and once I started working with a fellow named Rusty Santos it took on a different form and we agreed that it could be a ballad with with a minimal beat and then they transformed that sound of the ukulele and stripped down the instrumentation so that the message was going to be the centerpiece of the song. She says I love layering and soundscaping. This song is a big step out of that comfort zone but I'm really excited she says about its final form and she should be yeah
2: wow that's beautiful does she have a record coming out or
1: all I can say and all I know is kind of stay tuned in the next few weeks
2: okay well I will stay tuned so
1: I'm kind of like I don't think we'd be staying tuned to for them to say no sorry nothing's coming she's she's <laughs> done with music actually this was <laughs> the last right, thing that was it <laughs> 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 oh Jackie Mendoza De Lejos beautiful what do you got
2: So, do you know Heather Woods Broderick? Yeah. Okay. Well, if you don't know, she's a multi instrumentalist songwriter. She collaborates with a ton of different artists, most notably Sharon Van Etten. Heather records with her and I think performs on tour with her too. So, she has a new record coming out in April called Invitation. And she wrote a bunch of the record in coastal Oregon. She grew up there and then moved away and came back when she was working on this record and was just inspired by the landscape there and the people there and kind of the pace of life. And she was looking through her mother's journal entries and found this quote from Thomas More. And that's where the name of the record comes from. So the quote is, to keep the unfolding self alive, you have to open yourself to change every step of the way. Of course there are times when it is appropriate to step back, settle down, and maybe not move for a while. But to be a person means to be faced every minute with the decision to live or die, to accept the invitations for yet more vitality, or to decline them out of fear or lethargy. So the song I would like to play for you is called Where I Lay.
3: Today, after staring into the sun saw the imprint of this
1: to get lost in that all over again. I'd suggest just rewind four minutes. That abrupt ending, though, took me out of this place that I didn't want to leave, so I don't know if, there, if there's a transition on... A record that's going to come out or maybe the contrast of being in, setting this incredible mood and then snapping you out of it is like waking out of a dream or
2: it does a little bit feel like waking out of a dream it all works it all works yeah, yeah. but it's on a record um that's coming out in april called invitation so you'll have to wait and find out what it transitions to
1: right, i can wait i'm okay with that where i lay is the where name i of the lay song.
2: is the name of the song
1: awesome uh i'm going to take us somewhere completely different we're going to a desert
2: Oh, okay. from yeah. the From the Oregon coast to the desert.
1: Yes, <laughs> we're going to go to um, the music of Emdu Maktar. Emdu Maktar is a Tuareg guitar player. Oh, cool! So this is the those incredible, like I, I say, droney, as mm-hmm. in like it just it's modal music. So it's not so much about the melody as it is about this place in music that just takes you on a like a droney journey. And um, and Mdu Maktar is from a little village in central Niger, and the Tuaregs cover this big, vast area in the Sahara that goes from Libya to southern Algeria, Niger, Mali, uh, Burkina Faso. He grew up in a family like so many of these Tuareg musicians that Secular music was a no-no. Mm. Yeah, but uh, but he made his own guitar out of wood and strings. Wow! And uh, and then um, somehow I'm gonna. I, I don't know the whole journey, but I'm gonna dig further into this and maybe tell a story at another date, but this record that's coming out, um, which is called uh, Ilana, which uh, translates as the creator, was made in Detroit uh, with this engineer. uh, His name is Chris uh, Colte. He and Emdu Maktar bonded over ZZ Top's Tres Hombres. Whoa, that <laughs> so, was not what I expected right? you to say. <laughs> so all I can say is, here comes, here's the journey. I'm going to play the lead-off track to the M.D. Bakhtar uh, record, and the song is called uh, Kamani Tarhanin. Rock out is what Robin would say if he were here. Rock out. <laughs> 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 Thanks, Marissa.
3: Thanks, Bob. For
1: MPR Music, it's all songs considered.